0: yesterday was Halloween, and there's a lot of ghosts and goblins and spirits running around, a lot of us watching horror movies uh, that involve uh, haunted houses and so forth. Well, are haunted houses real? And how do you know if your house is haunted? Those are a few of the questions I have for psychic medium Lene Starr. Lene, thanks so much for joining me on the radio.
1: Thank you and good evening, and I appreciate the opportunity to be on your broadcast with you and your listening audience. Thank you again.
0: Well, I appreciate you uh, coming on. I know it can be a, a tough hour now, uh, Lene, Let me begin by asking what, for some people, is the obvious question: Is it really possible to be a medium and communicate with uh, with folks that have passed on? Because there's a whole swath of people listening to us right now that don't even believe that that idea is possible?
1: No, that's an um, awesome question. And I am going to say that there are some people that are very intuitive and they are able to make the connection to the other side. And the ones on the other side, Halloween is a very spiritual time because Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, it opens the portal to let the souls kind of come through to us more so. And people are really intrigued by it. And then you're followed by All Saints Day, which is today, November 1st, followed by All Souls Day, uh, which is November 2nd. So it's a trilogy of three spiritual days, and nights that you can try to make the connection to the other side. And my message always is is that the soul is eternal. Whatever faith you have, whatever you've developed over your lifetime, I always encourage people to hold on to your faith because that, that gives you the hope that you will have a reunion with your loved ones on the other side when it's our time to go to glory.
0: Well, that's interesting. I want to ask you about that in a moment. When did you discover that you had the ability to speak with people who had passed on?
1: Yeah, thank you. I was a little girl. I was four and a half. And my grandmother had remarried to a widower with four children. And, you know, I'm a little girl and I'm kind of playing with these new people in my life and they left me alone for a minute in one of the rooms and a woman appeared to me and the woman told me that her name was Mary Elizabeth and she said I'm the mother of the four children that your grandmother is now connected to wow. and she told me she had died very young and my grandmother heard me talking and she said what are you what's happening and I explained it to her and she said Mary Elizabeth was the mother the birth mother of the children that I am now the stepmother. And she died very, very young from cancer.
0: Is there a a special process that you have to undergo to begin speaking with uh, someone that has passed on from this plane? Or do you just have a conversation like you might have a conversation with someone that you run into at a park?
1: Well, that's another great observation. When I'm going to do something like what we're doing or I'm doing an event, I always try to surround myself with white light, and I always ask for protection, and I also ask that I can give the highest caliber of message to the person who might have the connection that they want to make. Sometimes I'm in a store, sometimes I'm at an event that's not metaphysical, and I still pick up things from the other side. So you have to kind of temper it because not everybody is open to it. And, you know, at a cocktail party, I don't want to start talking to the other side because a lot of people get uncomfortable
0: with it. Sure. No, that makes sense. Now, uh, for instance, let's say you and I are speaking either in person or via the telephone, and I really want to make contact with someone that's, uh, that's no longer alive. Do, uh, do I have to, concentrate and think of a person or tell you a person that I want to reach? Or do you say, oh, you know, your second cousin once removed is trying to talk with you? How how does that aspect of of communication work?
1: No, that's a great um, observation. Again, I'm going to say that I just ask a client, you know, that I'm meeting for the first time or a client that I'm seeing again. I just ask them to have an open heart and an open mind, and oftentimes just that ability to be open to whatever comes through enables the spirit world to make a stronger connection through the vibration that I pick up while I'm speaking to someone that's trying to find, you know, a connection to a loved one that's gone, gone to the other side.
0: Well, wow, now that's, uh, that's uh, really, I, I tend to be a, uh, a believer in a lot of this, but I think you would even acknowledge, Lene, that in the field of, being a psychic or being a medium or being both, that there are a lot of charlatans that have caused a lot of folks to view everybody that does what uh, what you do as being fraudulent. Would you agree with that?
1: I do. I completely agree with it. That's a... a, a- very, very good, true validation. And what I do is actually found in the Bible. It's called bearing witness. It's in the Old Testament. And I do believe it's Moses that says this. And what it is said in the Bible is if a stranger can come into your midst and tell you something that is true or becomes true, then you are given the gift of um, clairvoyance and you're connecting to the soul on the other side. So it is biblical and, you know, a lot of people out there are genuine, but you must protect yourself and you must be careful not to go to somebody that would take advantage of you and and cause a problem for you. And I, I agree with you. There are those people out there, unfortunately.
0: Every Halloween, a lot of folks get together to uh, look at the life and times, visit the grave sometimes, or just discuss Harry Houdini, who died on Halloween of uh, nineteen twenty six and he uh, devoted a lot of the last years of his life to exposing mediums and trying to figure out if w- it was possible and ultimately he came to the conclusion that that it wasn't. Have you looked at um, kind of Houdini's efforts to what he would yeah. call debunk spiritualists, and what was your take on on Houdini's My- efforts?
1: Yes, my take on it was he was the son of a rabbi, and he went to a psychic, and the psychic brought back Houdini's mother, to whom he was extremely devoted, and the psychic gave him the sign of the cross, and Houdini was enraged. He said, we would not have a connection to a cross. My mother was an Orthodox Jewish woman, and he went on a rampage to expose frauds, and and I agree. I think what he did was very beneficial. Sadly, um, when he passed away, he gave his wife a code. He said, if I can come back to you, I will say these words. And, you know, she took note of it, and he did pass away, as you said, at the time that you mentioned. She went to a psychic uh, a few years later by the name of Arthur Ford, and Arthur Ford did not know who she was. She was in an audience, and he came up to her, and he said, I have something to tell you, and it's Rosabelle, Rosabelle. Pray tell Rosabelle, and that was the code that Houdini gave Mm. to his wife before he died.
0: Wow. I mean, so did did that make his widow a believer that uh, this kind of communication across the plane was possible?
1: Yes. And I do believe if history stands in my mind, I do believe she went to court to do an affidavit to say he had said that to her in a public event. But then when they finally parted, they kept in touch for a bit and he had to move on because he traveled quite a bit, Arthur Ford. She hugged him goodbye, and he said, I have a beautiful woman. She's beautiful with this beautiful white hair all piled high on her head, and she says, forgive. And Mrs. Houdini said that was my mother-in-law. She looked like that, and she always said if she could come back to me and my husband, she would say the word forgive.
0: Can anybody connect with the other
1: side? I think if you're sincere— And I think if you have a a desire to reach someone that was so special, and all of us have those people that we miss so, so much, you can ask them to come to you in dreams. You can say, give me a dream visit. And oftentimes they'll oblige to you. And I often encourage people to write their dreams down. In a notebook, and you keep a track of what's coming through. And if you look at my website, linnea.star.com, you'll see a lot of tips on how to try to reach the other side in your everyday life. And the other thing is, there's something out there called an aport, A P P O R T, and an aport is a sign from the other side, and it means something to the person who's sending it to you from spirit, and it means something to you. Now, today, I was in a thrift store, and I found these little silk pussy willow flowers, and I bought them, and I heard a voice tell me to give it to a very dear friend of mine whose father just had open-heart surgery. He really, really, he died on the operating table, but he came back. I came home, and she and I went out for dinner, and I looked up the meaning of a pussy willow, and what it means is a continuing recovery. Hmm. I, didn't know, I didn't know that. No, she I didn't. She freaked either. out. I didn't. It means spring, too. And when she was on her way to Florida, her dad was emergency ill, I said to her, listen for the name Stevens or Stevenson. When she got to the hospital, the doctor who admitted her father was Dr. Stevenson, and he took care of him for the two weeks that he was recuperating from the open-heart surgery.
0: That's really interesting and really, uh, really wild. Aside from the, yeah. um, the yeah. Pussy Willow situation that you mentioned or things like that, right. what other types of messages might someone get from someone who's passed away?
1: Yeah, you can also see a lot of messages on license plates. You might see a number that means something to you, and as you're driving along, you'll see that number on a license plate, and then you go someplace else, and you buy your meal, and the amount that you're paying was the number you saw on the license plate. So if you're just attuned to the fact that they try to get our attention, and they send us things. Now, the other thing is the cardinal bird. A lot of people see the cardinal out and about, and that's also considered a spirit spiritual message from the other side. If you continually see the cardinal in the same spot that you've noticed it, that's definitely wow. the other side trying to get your attention.
0: Have you ever had a frightening experience as a medium? It sounds like a lot of what you're describing in the last few minutes is mostly pretty, pretty positive. Have you ever had something that was maybe kind of alarming?
1: Well, I have to say that um, there was one instance where I went into an event, I didn't know anyone, and there was one gentleman that was a little on the dark side. And, you know, that happens. You get people that are more on the dark side of that metaphysical realm. And I said to him, who has the she-wolf? And she-wolves are part dog, part wolf, and they're illegal where I live. I live in Massachusetts. And he opened up his um, laptop, and he was the owner of a she-wolf. And so that kind of played into the fact that I thought maybe he was, you know, on the other side of where I am. And then I said to the hostess, I said, I don't think you know this gentleman. I think he heard about your event through the grapevine where you work, and he requested to attend tonight. And she said, you're right. He works in another building, but somehow he heard about the group we were doing, and he found her at lunchtime and said, could I come in and participate? So those were two very evidentiary Mm. things that I picked up. And, you know, he was a gentleman. He was very nice, but I knew that his beliefs were very different than mine on a completely different level. And I made the best of it.
0: All right. I know. I can imagine. Um, We're talking with Linnea Starr. If you want to learn more information about her, you can... Check out her website, and you can find her on Facebook. The website is uh, linneastar.com, L-I-N-N-E-A, star, dot com. Linnea, I uh, interviewed someone about a a year ago, uh, Monsignor Stephen Rossetti. He is a Catholic priest an author. He's written a bunch of books. He's an educator, licensed psychologist and he has performed a whole lot of exorcisms. He he uh, he's talked about how exorcisms are on the rise and he is actually sanctioned by the Catholic Church to go and perform these exorcisms and towards the end of our discussion I asked him I asked him oh, uh, what can people do to avoid demonic possession and the first thing that he said was people need to avoid the occult. They need to avoid trying to communicate with um, the dead through Ouija boards, through mediums, and so on and so forth. What do you think of what Monsignor Rossetti said there about avoiding trying to do what it sounds like you do?
1: Well, thank you. Um, I am a Catholic, very, very strong in my faith. And I have to agree with what he said about the occult section. That's why I was mentioning the darker side. There are, you know, variations of what I'm talking about. And I do respect his opinion, of course. And I do feel that what he is telling us is valid. But I have to say that when I do what I do, it is such a thrill to bring back someone and to get a name and to get a date or to get a baby that hasn't been born yet. And to me, that offsets anything negative of a cult. I don't, you know, do anything with Ouija boards. I, you know, people like that and it's entertainment, but I'm going to say, I think he's focusing on our soul and your soul spirit is eternal, and that is always my message, that this life is temporary, and when we go to the other side, we will be reunited with the ones that we thought we lost, but we really didn't. But I can see the the gentleman's point of view, and I totally agree with what he's saying. It can go the wrong way, and. I think my example of the gentleman on the dark side kind of played into what the Monsignor thought.
0: Sure. Uh, Obviously, yesterday was Halloween. uh, The weekend before Halloween and on Halloween itself, a lot of people like me enjoy watching scary movies. Some might be super scary. Some might be a little campy. Some might be comedic. And a number of films that people may watch on Halloween have to do with uh, haunted houses and things of that nature. Uh, For instance, in the movie Beetlejuice, Winona Ryder's character stumbles upon two ghosts that won't leave their house we're ghosts
1: what do you look like under there
0: aren't you scared
1: i'm not scared of sheets are you gross under there are you night of the living dead under there like all bloody veins and pus
0: night of the what
1: living dead it's a movie you know if i had seen a ghost at your age i would have been scared out of my wits
0: Something tells me, Linnea, that that is not the typical conversation that goes on in a house that's haunted. are, Are there actually haunted houses, and how does someone know if their house is haunted?
1: Very good question. Again, a lot of older homes, you know, the homes that are maybe 50 years and older, they often might contain the original owner, and sometimes when the original owner sadly passes away, they'll go back to the energy where they felt most comfortable. Some of them are stuck on the earth plane, and some of them want to be in the old homestead, and they feel very comfortable. Sometimes you can pick up a part of the house that's very cold. You'll walk into a room, and for no reason at all, it feels like it's freezing. That's one manifestation of a soul spirit kind of being in your vibration. You also might see that your electrical appliances change. Your TV goes on. Your computer goes on and off. Your light bulbs flicker or burst. And that's also another electromagnet connection from a soul spirit to say, here I am. I want to make a connection to you. So I often say that um, you can invite the soul spirit to stay if they're going to be beneficial. If you're uncomfortable with it, you can sage your house with sage. You can have a minister, a rabbi, or a priest come in and cleanse the house. So you're right. There are instances where there is a soul spirit that's very comfortable in your energy, and they don't want to
0: leave the homestead. Interesting. Uh, talking with Linnea Star, you could check out her website, linneastar.com, or you could find her on Facebook. Hey, Linnea, I'm sorry to uh, throw this at you, kind of um, you know spur of the moment, and I'm sorry that I didn't give you a, he- a bit of a heads up on this, but it's kind of just occurring to me in the last few minutes. Is there any way, and I'm as open-minded on this subject as anybody, but is there any way that you would be able to tell me anything about anyone that I know who has passed on? Well, thank you. Actually, I do get a gentleman vibration
1: around you. So I'm going to say um, it's been pretty strong as we've been talking. And are, are your granddads in spirit? Did you know your granddads, your father's father and your mother's father? Did you know them as a young boy?
0: Well, I knew my mother's father, but not my uh, not my paternal grandfather.
1: Okay. All right, I, I can't tell. Um, they're just saying grandfather. And he's showing me a watch. Did someone keep a watch that was his? Does someone have privy to that? He's holding the watch in front of me. He says, show the watch. And watches can mean, look what's coming. This is a timeline. But I am going to say he's showing me a watch. So did somebody keep a physical watch that he might have had um, during his lifetime? Are you aware of
0: that? N- not my grandfather, but my, uh, my uncle, my uh, Uncle Carmine, my, uh, my uh, great uncle, certainly. I have one of his watches.
1: All right. Um, is it a pocket watch? Uh
0: it is not. It is a wristwatch.
1: All right, they showed me a pocket watch, so I think the grandfather hmm. might have had one in his day and they've given me the month of May around your family and you. Do you have any connection to May? Birthday, anniversary, passing? Anything
0: well, that in that was, particular uh, month? that was uh when my my grandfather's birthday was. He was born in May.
1: All right. He says thank you. He says May tenth to the twentieth. So do you know the timeline of his birth time? Do you know the day?
0: You know, I think he was actually the um the the 25th was his birthday. Uh but right. uh, it's possible. It could be it could be I could be a little uh, a, a little off on that one.
1: Yeah, that's okay. And um that's just the time that the family was waiting to welcome him into the family fold. And he says, "Mary, do you have anybody named Marie or Mary around you right now?"
0: Um I'm trying to think N- not at the uh not at the moment not that i not that i can think but uh i'm sure if um if i were to give some thought that uh there might be somebody that i could come up with that fits that description
1: all right i'm going to say that i would take it this is just me seeing it um i i'm going to take it as the blessed mother okay so the blessed mother the blessed mother means you're a blessing you know the family is a blessing, but he says show the blessed mother. And um, why does he show me Saint Patrick's Day, March seventeenth? Does someone have anything on that timeline around you or around him? Do you know?
0: Um, well, I, again, depending on uh, who it was, I don't. Uh, not that I can think, but um, I uh, I don't know. Not that not that I can think. It does. It doesn't ring right. a bell.
1: It's alright. It's a prophecy, sure. and um, something is going to happen in the month of March. Where is your um, beautiful birth mother? Where is she? Uh,
0: well, hopefully, she's asleep right now. Uh, All right,
1: it, I just—I'm just asking. Yeah. How old is your wonderful mother now?
0: She—I I don't think she'd forgive me if I gave her—if I gave her <laughs> no, age on the okay. radio.
1: Yeah, yeah, you don't know. No, that's okay. But it just says something around your beautiful mother, um, in the month of March. So it could be. Health wise, it could be financial wise. And um, he keeps showing me St. Francis of Assisi. Does someone have a statue of St. Francis? He's the animal lover. So I'm going to say anything with St. Francis would tell me that somebody was an ardent animal lover during their lifetime. Do you have anything with St. Francis of Assisi, a medallion or a statue of him?
0: I I I don't know that I do. You know, also, I just uh, double checked not only was my my maternal grandfather born in May. He also died in May and that might have uh, been the uh, the earlier oh, part of sorry. the month that you were uh, that okay. you were referencing uh okay. you know as part of that. But I don't know uh aside from a lot of Franks in the family, I don't know that uh I don't know that uh, I have anything a memento of Saint Francis. But uh, I'm I'm All a big right, admirer well, of Saint Francis yeah. certainly.
1: Look look for the possibility that you'll get something between now and christmas with saint francis on it and that would be an a port from your loved one on the other side and do you have a joseph or a josephine around you uh
0: uh, several josephs yes several josephs all
1: right well they're talking about Joseph? and um, they're telling me one more thing are there twins in your family does anybody have a set of twins yet
0: Um, my grandfather was a twin, my paternal grandfather, but the twin died, uh, you know, around three years old or so.
1: All right. I'm sorry. And I think that in the next two years, two years, there's shiny set of twins that might Hmm. be born within your family. And I think they're boys. So look for that. Okay. And I hope, you know, that we helped everybody, your listening audience, on the things you understand, take them with you. And on the things that come true, then you know that it was your loved one from the other side trying to make a connection.
0: Linnea, thanks so much. I hope we can talk again in the future. I want to encourage everybody to uh, check out your website or find you on Facebook, Linnea Star. Thanks again.
1: Thank you. Take care.
0: Thank you. If you want to comment on any portion of our discussion, you could give me a call, 1-800-848-9222. That's one 800 848 Ninety two twenty-two straight ahead. The other side of midnight. midnight.